Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Hope everyone is just having a wonderful Tuesday afternoon out there. Listen, I know yesterday, PJ, you weren't here, but yesterday I know things got heated. Cam was bringing up Justin Fields. (laughs) Oh, no. I could even get on the more touchier subject today. I'm happy I wasn't. We were in our fields yesterday, but it's okay. We're back. And we're going to work through them, and we're going to talk, and we're going to expand the college football horizons a little bit, and look at some of the other really fun bowl games. That's what I was kind of when I was trying to steer us yesterday. But Cam <laughs> just wanted to go into the doldrums because PJ, what we were saying is the Georgia fan base went through a really unique experience on Saturday, where you kind of let yourself fall into the trap of, all right, this might actually be this might actually be the year. We got this amazing defense. We can go out there and do it. We're undefeated. We're the first team that went number one to number one in the college football playoff, like from the initial rankings until the end of the regular season. First team to go one to one, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you let yourself fall into it. But also going into the SEC championship, you knew this is Alabama. They're really good. There's a chance we lose this game. And if we do lose it, you know what? We're still in the college football playoff. But at the same time, you want to go ahead and beat Alabama. Just get them out of the so way. So just a unique yeah. experience. And then the way you lost. It was like nightmare scenario. And I know I kind of – I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but, I mean, I kind of laid out all the scenarios where yeah. Stetson Bennett has to be the one who wins you the game. Your defense, who hasn't been tested in the secondary, they have blown coverages. We kind of laid it out. It was the polar opposite of everything you'd seen all year, right? What was the formula mm-hmm. all year? Great defense. Stetson throwing the ball about 20 times, completing 14 of those, running for about 200 and getting out of there, right? You weren't able to do any of that. right? So you just had this – rough performance but at the same time you're like we just got our teeth kicked in but we're still going to the college football playoffs and are yeah. playing a two-game season to win a national championship you have a month so to correct it, too. it, it that, and that's that too so it was just kind of a it's a unique emotional th- kind of blender going on there but cam, cam made the mistake and i think i know why he is so in his feels about like shoulders hunched over chin down I feel like uh, what's the dog whisperer's name? Where he's like trying to tell you like the emotion of the dog, and he's like, "Look, so look, his chin's <laughs> down, his ears are pinned back, just the body language, right? I can get deeper the, the, bo- today. the body. But I think he's I know why you're, you're feeling yeah. like this, Cam. Is you couldn't react because you made the mistake of going out in public to watch that game. Ooh. Wow. I'm you, trying to switch up something no, different. No, you weren't. No, but are you, okay. First question: Are you ever going to do it again? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how we could win because if I stay home, it's it's punishment again. If I if but I if go you, if upstairs, you stay by home, my home, you can just, you can you can let the de- depression and just the the pressure and just all of it just like soak in. Whereas if you're out in public, you have to pretend like it's not affecting you like that. Nah, I mean that was the cool thing. Shout out the coaches' corner. It's just a nice environment where you could just coaches is great. Yeah, you could be yourself. So it I was plenty I, of Georgia I, I don't fans, care. Fan. I don't care where you invite. I don't care if you're like, hey, you can you can watch a game at Buckingham Palace. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be watching the game from my couch. Right. Nah, I tried to switch things up and be like, well, how'd man, that go, Cam? Well, it hasn't gone good for 15 years, <laughs> so it just hasn't gone good. I could, I was, I'm just, I'm such want, a nerd you, with this. You want to switch something up? You switch on whether or not you have the lucky lamp on. You guys have a lucky lamp in your house where if the lamp's on and your team's cooking, Kristen, then I've you, tried you don't you don't touch the lamp. But if your team starts getting smoked a little bit, or you turn off the lamp and then all of a sudden they get a three and out, you're like, oh, see, 
it was the lamp. I don't know, man. You think about my team the past four or five years, you ask me again if I have a lucky lamp or not. Well, maybe it's, that's, it's maybe not, that's it's not what's working. been missing. <laughs> if I do, it's not working uh, for sure. I'm, no, but understandable. Yeah. I'm last night looking, and I'm going in depth with wide receiver core and running backs and who has the better position groups out of Michigan and Georgia. I'm just like, Okay, uh, well, PJ's our big 10 expert. Oh, let's expert. slow down there, yeah. Yeah, PJ's our big 10 expert. He has been all season. Uh, this is the only place in South Georgia where you can get live, over-the-air, Big Ten breakdown like this. Reluctant, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but just great Big Ten breakdown. You've watched both teams pretty closely this year, PJ. Who, who should be the favorite going into this game? Going into Michigan-Georgia? Yeah. Georgia, still. Uh, I, I so still neither, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites as of right now. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. I'm maybe a little surprised it's not a little bigger. But the no, reason— once you, when you get smacked 41 to 24. Yeah, understandable. That's, that's going to happen. But, like, the— the reason why it's not obviously is because you know the same thing that that I've been saying all year. If if someone's been taking notes about the things I've been saying about the Big Ten, they they probably don't I hope, think I'm. I hope, I hope there's someone not. out there. I hope who, they're not. Like a burner Twitter account that says right. PJ's Big Ten takes. Yeah, but I mean, I've been calling it. I, I called Michigan a fraud all year, and then the last three weeks of the season, like I mean, even going to the big, <laughs> yeah. even going to the Big Ten yeah, championship. PJ, PJ like drops the f word all the time. <laughs> yeah. Even going to the Big Ten championship game, I was like, nah, it's going to be tight. Like they're they're going to play yeah. them close, and then they surprised me again. They get, they come out and really kick Iowa's teeth in. Like, um, so they are playing very very well, uh, but again, I think the the month gives their running back room a, a you know some time to get a little bit. More healthy, even yeah. more healthy, sure. That is something they have in the Big Ten that they do not have in the SEC, Cam, and that is a running back room. Yeah. Yeah. See, in the SEC, they have running back rooms. Right, right, of course. They don't have running back rooms. I, they I, might have running back rooms. I got a good question. <laughs> hey, <no. It> was, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You're not allowed me, to do that. <laughs> last night, I was just thinking, what position groups are Georgia better than Michigan at? Stop it. I'm just asking. Stop it. No, I'm asking. Running back group is not okay, even no. close. It's Michigan. No, let's okay, let's let's Ooh. do it. Yeah. Are you sure? Let's do Go it. Look at Michigan real quick. I mean, they've had some really good games. No, I'm talking about this year. No, he those he, he two did backs. this thing he did this thing yesterday where he compared the two backs from Michigan to Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Oh, I'll give you a stat. Nick oh stats I'm not saying they're bad. They're really good running backs. I, I wouldn't but. compare them to Sonny Sony and Nick Chubb. What I would say is the stats are comparable. Twenty three games, two thousand three hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns. Sony Michelle, um, Sony and Nick Chubb, twenty nine games, two thousand six hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns. Sony so Michelle and Nick six Chubb, less games, no, but and so, only three hundred yards. Sony Michelle are, and Nick Chubb are literally the most prolific rushing duo in the. I'm not saying they're better, but stat wise, they're six games behind and only three hundred yards behind in the same amount of touchdowns. All right, it's. Michigan's running back group is elite. Go look at. They've had some oh, dang good games. Haskins, Haskins, you you wanted to do this, and I'll, I'll I'll give you running backs. Even though I think if you put Zamir White and James Cook in that nah. offense, yeah, if you put those guys in that offense, so. they're probably doing very similar things. I think comparable but, at very yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, like they're not the focal points of this Georgia offense. Right, those two guys are the focal points of that Michigan offense. But again, so if you want, if you want to take the running backs, fine. I think Georgia has a better offensive line than yeah. Michigan. A lot of people, for whatever reason, think the offensive line's been bad for Georgia. I, I think the offensive line's been one of the stronger points of this Georgia team. I mean, Georgia was second in the SEC and sacks given up. I don't know if it's better because Michigan has actually, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Michigan's actually played a harder schedule. They've played better teams. I don't know if it's a better O-line. You beat, you 
manhandled Ohio State. In my opinion, I watched the whole Michigan Michigan State game. They manhandled Michigan State on the O line. Well, they it did, just, but they just yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Just, they yeah. just Michigan fumbled snaps and all yeah. that, but O line yeah. they handled them. Then you play Penn okay, State. So we seen, defense, a, we seen a push y'all. on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I would say offensive lines are easy. Sounds like Cam's wearing a big yellow M on his chest. No, right now. it's just uh, he, I think, we know he has a shirt. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Well, no, for you the want, most you, part, you want, you, we you, are you, kind you, of. No, you asked the question: What position groups is Georgia better than Michigan? I don't at? think O line. I think O lines even. I think running back. Okay, Michigan. what about quarterback? Quarterback? Oh, Georgia, Georgia. I like Georgia Cade back. McNair is Cade McNamara. Yeah, I think, I I think even with Stetson back. Bennett, uh, yeah. uh, like whatever you think your, his limitations are out there, which we spoke about this yesterday, and we're going to get more into Stetson today because we had some people send us some messages after the show. They're like, you guys are super hard on Stetson. I thought it was very fair. No, you were fair. On Stetson yesterday, and I at no point because someone was like, you you just want JT. I literally said you yesterday there's a dead. there's a distinct chance that JT. Well, it's like it's people hear something and make the next jump. Yeah, we all have said yeah. Stetson Bennett could be every team in the country. We just don't know about Bama, and that's still yeah. that's a valid. Well, we're going to get to that. So I'd say quarterbacks, Stetson. If you want to argue Cade McNamara, fine. We can call that a push. Whatever. Wide receivers. I think Georgia, especially if George Pickens comes back. Yeah. I think that's Georgia. Tight ends. It's very clearly yeah, Georgia. Georgia. I don't know if anybody else in the country has that better. Flip over defensively. I'm going to make this two different things. Uh, I'll say no, the D line no, might I'm, be Michigan. I'm going to make no. I'm going to make this two different things because I, I think this is fair. Interior defensive line yep. is Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't think it's close. Okay. Right. Edge rushers, Michigan, I th- it, it's yeah. it's clearly Michigan. And I think they get after the quarterback in two different ways. Yep. Michigan likes to get you in one-on-ones with their elite edge rushers. Georgia just schemes the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Right? With those interior the inside linebacker blitzes, and they're not even really blitzes because you're dropping off an outside linebacker and you're only sending four, but Georgia throws a lot of stunts at you and they, they just throw a lot of window dressing at you, right? So they get pressure in a different ways. So I think interior dens- defensive line is clearly Georgia. Edge rushers, yeah. With Aiden Hutchinson and that crew, it's it's those guys, even though we can, the crap we're going to get into a conversation about Aiden Hutchinson as well. Linebackers is Georgia, and it's yeah. not really close. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You have the Butkus Award winner, and then a couple other guys are going to be drafted within the first two rounds. Had Adam Anderson, I had his issue. You got him think to that fold as well. I think the secondary. It might be even. And I'll say that because Michigan has played some really, you know, I, I think what I'm most scared of is Michigan is battle-tested. And we saw kind of like the same thing with Alabama. They're battle tested, and they were kind of like. I think more. I think if you're like looking at it from experience. like a, I think if you're looking at it from like the vacuum or just like from a mm-hmm. non-biased situation, is you would say, who's, I guess PJ would be the per- per- perfect person to ask this. Let's say that five times fast. Uh, <laughs> looking at Georgia and looking at Michigan, Cam said, okay, Michigan's battle tested. It's as an advantage coming in. I would say the bigger advantages. Georgia was pretty clearly the most consistent team all year. I wouldn't say they're ever the best. I felt like there's teams that were kind of like up and down all year. Like peak Ohio State yeah. was probably better at some points than Georgia was, just because Georgia probably wouldn't have been able to keep up with them on the scoreboard, right? Peak Alabama, as we saw, was better than see Georgia, or whatever you want to call it, on Saturday, right? But Georgia was the most consistent team. Yeah. They just got punched in the mouth. Yeah, and so now they have to go back to the drawing board and say what works, what doesn't work, what do we have to do? So, are you more concerned about the team that's kind of trending in the right direction, won two big games to close out the season, or the team that won twelve games in a row, pretty clearly had the best defense in the country and just got punched in the mouth? More, more worried in the sense of 
like like, like I'm, I'm scared whatever, to play for whatever, them or? For whatever that's worth. Which one of those yeah. holds more weight? I I'd much rather like I I I'd like much if you're the rather be in coaches on either yeah. team. Which one worries you more? Georgia, absolutely, because especially if you look at. I think it's comparable to if you look at Michigan's trajectory and compare it and, and you know, kind of do the same thing for Georgia, right? Michigan was okay up and down. Like, Georgia was very, very consistent all year, like you've been saying. Michigan was, like, all right, up and down, dominating people like Wisconsin and then winning close against a couple other, you know, somewhat okay teams, right? And then they go in, they have the lead, they're dominating Michigan State, and then everything falls apart. Like you just said about Georgia, they go back, go back to the drawing board, look at those things, what fell apart, what were we doing right, what were we doing wrong, and guess what? Our backs are up against the wall now, and we have three games to finish this off, and if we don't, we're 9-3 and three again and going to you know the yeah. Outback Bowl. And guess what? They put everything together, beat one of the best teams in the country, beat a, a really tough defense there in, in Penn State, and then show the world what Iowa really is. So, like, what what are they? They have a really no. They, they, they have a pretty word. good defense. Describe Iowa in one word. Fraud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if they if anyone even believed in them in the first place. Anyway, um, no. So so look at that. Now well, I they think also their just probably believed in them. <laughs> right. I don't know. They if also they just <laughs> what, what worries me Dad's about Michigan right now is like they just caught lightning in a bottle for three or four games. And anyone can say, okay, yeah, keep doing that throughout this month break and then bring it into the playoffs. That's a lot tougher, I think, than people think. Now, whereas with Georgia, if you do what Michigan just did, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a lot of possibility. If you can execute and look at those things that you did not do right on Saturday against Alabama and apply them over the next month and be completely ready for Michigan and most likely Alabama next, that is scary to me because you have everything in my eyes in place. You just need to go back to the drawing board and like like you kind of alluded to there, I think you got A plus Alabama. I think you got like C plus B minus Georgia. If Georgia goes back, fixes those things that made them C plus on Saturday and goes back to A plus Georgia that we've seen most of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared think, about that. And I think, and again, this isn't Georgia Homerism. I think it's just watching the game is if you go back and watch that game, Alabama won in the margins. Like everybody's yeah. gonna, everybody's gonna think about the Jamison Williams long touchdowns, and that's why, or, or Bryce Young and all the yards in the first half. But think about it. We Kevin always does the Al Pacino from any given Sunday. It's a game of inches. You got you got to claw for those inches, right? Mm -hmm. When Alabama's driving, I think it was before their third touchdown. They're driving, and Devonta Wyatt punches the ball out of Bryce Young's arms. Yep. If you're Nolan Smith, you got to fall on the football. Yeah. Right. If, if you right. get that, then you uh, I think Anthony Trace, our friend from PFF, put it out at that point in the game. Alabama had a 71 percent win probability. If Georgia recovers that, it's a 51 percent. It goes back to an even split in it's that awesome. game right there. Right. Yeah. And then in terms of the other stuff, right, where like Jameson Williams first touchdown, that's third and two. And he breaks off a 70 yard touchdown. Mm -hmm. Right. That's third and two. If you if you get them to throw an incompletion there or stuff a run, you're getting the football back. Or, and that's not just completely flipping the game. And I think at that point it was ten to nothing. Yeah, yeah. And it was. you're getting the football back. If you if you go up potentially 17. three scores on Alabama, does that completely change everything? So it's Alabama, and this is a Nick Saban coach team. Alabama won the margins, right? And then when you started to get shaky, Stetson started trying to force some footballs. 
it is what it is. And speaking of Stetson, I want to talk about him when we come back because, again, we got some messages yesterday. People saying, you're really hard on Stet. I, there's equal blame to be thrown around everywhere. Again, this is all relative because most teams lose to Alabama. Yeah, it's yeah. freaking Alabama. Then, what, you're, what, what, what you should say also is this is what we do, though. We, we're not here to just praise all that. When you play good, we got you. When things happen, we're here to dissect and criticize a little bit. It's nothing oh, personal. We, we sure. we I told everybody who messaged in yesterday, I appreciate you listening because if you are complaining about it, that means you were listening. Yeah. I appreciate you listening. I want to go back because I think there's a lot of blame to be thrown around. I think a lot of it falls on Stetson. I think a lot of it falls on Todd Munkin. But I think you can uh, just – and again, this is a result of losing to Alabama – I think you can heap a little bit of this on Kirby Smart as well. So I want to dive into that when we come back as to why I think you can put some of the blame for Georgia's offensive struggles on Kirby Smart's or at Kirby Smart's feet uh, after Saturday. We'll dive into that when we come back. We're also going to get into some Heisman discussions as well because I think somebody got snubbed that should absolutely be going to New York. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cameron Urscher. We'll be right back after this.